If you're going to sing about it, you might as well go ahead and do it tonight. If you're going to sing about it, you might as well go ahead and put a praise on it tonight. Come on, somebody in this building uh, that knows you got a blessing with your name on it. Uh, take about 60 seconds uh, and put a praise uh, on what you're believing God for in this house tonight. Uh, hallelujah. Come on, give him a shout of praise in the building tonight. High five about six people on the way to your seat. Tell them put a praise on it. Tell them put a praise on it. Hallelujah. Anybody excited to be at Sunday Night Live at The Rock tonight? I said, is there anybody in the building excited uh, to be at Sunday Night Live tonight at The Rock? Amen. Just remain standing with me as we prepare to go to the word of the Lord. What an incredible day we have already been having in this place today. God has been doing some amazing things. If you were here this morning, you know that the place was packed. We had guests and visitors everywhere. These altars were full this morning. And when it was all said and done, Millie was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of her sins and filled with the Holy Ghost. We ought to give God a praise for that this, this evening. And then Chris was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost this morning. I think we ought to give God a great big praise. Amen. And uh, God is up to some amazing things in this house. Again, so good to have all of our guests that are in the building with us this morning. One more time, would you put your hands together? Come on, help me make some noise with your mouth and let them know how excited we are to have them in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Welcome to Sunday Night Live at The Rock. We are so glad to have you in the house of the Lord. All those that are streaming online. We're glad that you're able to tune in tonight and, and take a peek at everything that the Lord is doing in this place. Amen. I hope somebody came ready to have church tonight. I mean, I hope somebody really came to have church tonight. Amen. So good to have the Hoffers with us again tonight. How many of you love the Hoffers? Amen. And so good to have the entire Collins clan with us this morning all the way from North Carolina. And uh, Brother Joey, so good to have him in the house of the Lord with us. Amen. And then this precious family tonight, I, please forgive me for not having your name, but they visited, or at least the daughter visited for impact. And uh, they're out here on vacation, and she said, Mama, we got to get to the rock tonight. So welcome back to the rock. We're glad to have you here on a Sunday night. Did anybody come with expectation in your spirit tonight? Turn around, tell your neighbor, I, I feel no ways tired tonight. Come on, tell your other neighbor, the one that's awake, uh, push him a little bit, tell him, I, I don't feel no ways tired tonight. Amen. I, I, I was preparing uh, for service tonight and, and, and uh, thought that, that there was a particular direction that I was going to be going. And uh, literally just a few minutes uh, before it was time for church tonight, I felt like God just dropped something on me. And, and I mean, 
who does he think he is just interrupting a good sermon like that? And, uh, <laughs> but I felt like God just, just grabbed my, my head. Uh, you know, you ever been trying to talk to your kid and they ain't paying attention? And you're trying to talk to them and they ain't paying attention. So you finally go. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's what God did to me tonight. So I've just said that to say that I got a word for somebody in this building tonight. I wish you'd turn and tell somebody I got a word with my name on it tonight. Turn around and tell somebody ah, I got a word with my name on it tonight. Now if that's how you feel, you ought to start mixing your faith tonight with what the word of the Lord has for you in this place. You ought to start lifting your level of expectation and hope in the building tonight. Somebody shout, speak to me, Lord. Like that old Kirk Franklin song, speak it to me, Lord Jesus. You need to hear from you. If you don't speak, Lord Jesus, me don't know what to do. Everybody says, speak it to me, Lord Jesus. I got a church full of Jamaicans. You remember the verse? You wake up in the morning. And let me see the bright sunshine. Living without you, Jesus, I can have no peace of mind. When me keep on calling, like a melody so sweet. If I touch the hem of his garment, my life will be complete. Everybody says, speak it to me, Lord Jesus. Come on. If you don't speak, Lord Jesus, Y'all too much tonight. Y'all too much tonight. Y'all too much tonight. <laughs> Genesis chapter 22. <clears throat> I've got five minutes of study time in this tonight. But in the Holy Ghost, things are eternal. And I got an eternity of anointing wrapped up in his word tonight. Genesis chapter 22, verse number 8 says, And Abraham said, My son, God will provide. Somebody say, God will provide. God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And I'll pay close attention to the next part of this verse. He didn't just say it. So they went both of them together. He put action with his statement. Verse 13 says, And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Verse 14, and Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. You know Jehovah-Jireh means God will provide. 
tonight. Y'all promised to preach with me for just a few moments. I simply want to preach about supply and demand. Tell your neighbor, supply and demand. Tell your other neighbor, supply and demand. One more time, put your hands together and give God a great big praise. You can be seated this evening. Band, don't go too far. Y'all just stay close. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20 declares unto us, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. How many of you are glad to serve a God that can meet every one of your needs tonight? Is there anybody with a testimony in the house uh, that he's never seen the righteous forsaken uh, nor his seed begging bread? Uh, Is there anybody in the building with enough anointing in your spirit uh, to give God a praise uh, for the things uh, that he has done? Uh, I wonder if there's anybody with a Psalm 150 praise in the building uh, that would simply praise him uh, according to his excellent grace greatness and to praise him for his mighty acts. Baby, you can sit there if you want to, but I've got a testimony that God is a provider. I've got a testimony that God is a supplier. I've got a testimony that God is all in all. I wish I had a church in the building that had a revelation tonight uh, that there is no capacity we have uh, that God's supply uh, is not exceedingly uh, and abundantly uh, abundant. Above it, there is no need that you could possibly create that God's supply is greater than your need. Come on, somebody. There is no possible deficit in your world that the God you serve is not greater than the. God said, in your revelation of who I am, I want you to call me Jehovah Jireh. Just call me your supplier. Just call me your way maker. Just call me the one that's a God of more than enough. Call me the one when you call my name. I want you to remember that I got you covered. Somebody ought to shout over that right now. Tell your neighbor, God's got you covered. Hey, there's no check too big for you to write uh, that God can't cash it. Uh, There's no request you have uh, that is beyond his capability. Uh, There is no need you have uh, that is beyond his ability to meet your need. Uh, Somebody shout, God is a supplier. But the revelation of Jehovah Jireh did not come until Abraham, somebody hear me, put a demand on the supplier. He knew that.
there was a need. His son said, Daddy, I see that we've got the wood supplied. And I see that we have the fire taken care of. But there's a deficit right here, Father. I'm just wondering about the sacrifice. There was a deficit. There was a demand. Tell your neighbor there was a demand. There was a need and a demand for a sacrifice. But the fact that there was a need for a sacrifice did not cause God to bring the supply. It wasn't until Abraham said, boy, we're going to take this demand and we're going to put a demand on the supplier. Hey, it wasn't until he got to the top of the mountain with his deficit. It was wasn't until he got to the top of the mountain uh, with his need uh, and got to an altar uh, and threw his hand up in the air uh, as if the sacrifice uh, was already in place. It was at that very moment uh, that a supernatural hand from heaven uh, said, hold on boy, uh, look to your left. Uh, I got exactly what you need. Uh, it wasn't until the demand uh, put a demand man uh, on the supplier uh, that Abraham got the revelation uh, of Jehovah Jireh I came to preach to somebody uh, that the supply uh, is dependent on the demand uh, oh, I feel like preaching up in this place tonight uh, your need by itself uh, does not move God uh, to meet the need uh, it is not until you put a demand uh, on the supplier uh, that it causes the supply uh, to begin uh, to flow. As a matter of fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 says that he giveth seed to the sower and he giveth bread to the eater. He doesn't give seed to the storer. Y'all missed it. He doesn't give seed to the store. What you do with the supply dictates the supply that comes to your need. His supply only comes to those that are putting a demand on the supply. I'm not giving it to you to stack up in your closet. I'm not going to give it to you just to put it in your driveway and admire it. I'm not going to give it to you just to park it there and tell everybody how blessed you are. I'm going to give seed to the sower. When you put a demand, you see, when you sow the seed, it means you take what's there and you create a deficit. I have seed. But I put it in the ground, which means uh, I no longer have seed. Uh, and when you put a demand uh, on the supplier, uh, he giveth seed uh, to the sower. Uh, Y'all catching what I'm saying? Uh, your demand is what controls uh, the supply. Uh, he gives bread to the eater. He puts bread on the table and you don't eat it. And then you turn around and ask for more bread. I said, why don't you eat what's on your plate first? 
Why don't you do something with what I gave you before you start asking me for more? Y'all ain't hearing me tonight. Uh, I'm preaching about supply uh, and demand. Uh, the greater the demand, uh, the greater the supply. Uh, but if the supply is only, if there's no flow, uh, then there's no go. Uh, it's the flow, it's the pool uh, on, the, on the resource uh, that causes it to begin uh, to flow. You see, you can have the greatest product on the market but if there is no demand for your product you will go out of business you, you, you can have the greatest thing ever invented but if there is no demand for what you've invented in the marketplace then there is no need for what you're trying to supply and you will go out of business as a matter of fact companies uh, spend millions of dollars to assess the demand of the market before they ever produce. They want to know what is the level of hunger for the product in the marketplace. Based on the market's appetite, it will dictate to us what it is that we need to create. Whatever it is that the market calls for, that's what we need to supply. The supplier uh, are you hearing me tonight? Uh, the supplier uh, is at the mercy uh, of the demander. The supplier can have a whole warehouse full of supplies. But until there's a demand put on the supply, uh, it remains inactive. Uh, it remains in potentia uh, instead of actualized potential. Uh, it isn't until there is a demand uh, put on the potential uh, that, that, is, that what is the potential uh, begins to be actuated uh, into reality. You control the market by your hunger. What you are hungry for is what puts the demand on the market of production. <laughs> I got a picture today from somebody that was at a grocery store and there was empty shelves where there was supposed to be pasta. I don't know what's going on in the marketplace right now, but there is a demand on pasta. And because there is a demand on pasta, the perceived value of the product begins to increase. And it also causes the manufacturer or the supplier uh, to say, hey, fire up uh, the ovens uh, because they are putting a demand uh, on what it is uh, that we do. You understand that's how your God works? Uh, that, do you understand that's how Jehovah Jireh works? Uh, he already has every resource uh, that there ever was to be had uh, that is setting in potentia, uh, that is sitting there ready to meet a need, uh, that's sitting there ready to answer a prayer. 
there that's sitting there ready to actuate a miracle. But there is nothing that will cause it to happen until there is a demand put on the supplier. Until there is somebody with a hunger that comes into play. When you begin to be hungry for something, it begins to put a demand on the supplier. Give me Bible. I'm glad you asked. Matthew 5 and 6, Jesus said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. The filling follows the hunger. The infilling and the supply follows the demand. Is there anybody in the building that's got a demand in your life tonight? Is there anybody in the building that's hungry for something in this place? You've got some needs in your life. You got, I'm going to preach to you tonight that the law of supply and demand says that when you get hungry for it, when you get desperate for it and when you put faith with your hunger it activates Jehovah Jireh when you say Lord where's the sacrifice I don't know but we're going to the altar right now God said there's a need that's coming up the mountain so while the need's coming up the mountain I'm going to put the supply on the other side of the mountain and while your need is elevating so is the supply and when you get to the appointed time and the appointed place the supply will meet the demand I wish I had a church in the building your hunger puts a demand on the supplier puts a demand on God God feels so strongly about this God will not supply what you have no hunger for him to meet. <laughs> it's like a guy who showed up at church last week and said, I'm hungry. I want some food. Brother Sloss said, man, today's your lucky day. We got food in the back. Took him to the back, made him a plate, said, here you go. He said, I, I, I don't want that kind of food. Guess what happened to the supply? When there's somebody that's got real hunger and they come to God and they put a demand on the supplier, you cause a supply from God to begin to flow. Oh, daddy, where's the sacrifice? God will provide himself a sacrifice. Are you sure, daddy? I'm so sure of it that we're going to start walking right now to the altar. I'm so sure of God's uh, reliability. Uh, I believe by the time I get there, uh, the supply will be uh, in place. That's what God's looking for. Uh, some people that trust God so much uh, that you can move in in front uh, of the supply. Uh, God, I'll walk to the miracle. Uh, God, I'll walk to where it's going to be. Uh, 
I'll walk empty-handed uh, into my miracle. Uh, God, I'll walk empty-handed uh, into your prayer. I just need about 10 uh, hungry people in the building tonight uh, that'll catch the revelation uh, of supply uh, and demand. Is your dream uh, putting a demand on God tonight? Uh, is your vision uh, putting a demand on God tonight? Uh, is what you've been praying for uh, putting a demand uh, on God tonight? I came to preach to somebody. God sent me into this house tonight to tell you that he can supply everyone of your needs exceeding and abundantly above all that you can ask or you can think. God feels so strong about this principle. In Matthew 13 and 12, he said, For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away even that he hath. God's interest lies in what are you doing with what God's put in your hand. Well, Stuart, that's why God took the talent from the one man and gave it to the one that had more talents. He wasn't putting a demand on the supply. God said, I want you to put a demand on the supply. And so he takes from the one that has not and gives it to, to the one that has. He gives seed to the sower and he gives bread to the eater. Are you with me tonight? 2 Kings chapter 4 verse number 1 says now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha saying thy servant my husband is dead and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. He left me with a whole bunch of debt. And so now the debt collectors are coming to repo my kids. And Elisha said unto her, listen, what shall I do for thee? You got to pay attention when God starts asking you questions. Because your answer could be the difference in the outcome of your situation. Oh, what shall I do for thee? And then he has a follow-up question. Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And her answer is very revealing. She said, thine handmaid hath not anything in the house. I don't have nothing but a pot of oil. She did not consider there to be any value associated with what she had. She had discounted what she had to zero. And so instead of responding with a calculation of what she had, she said, I have nothing. And too many times we overestimate 
what we would do with what we don't have and we underestimate what we could do uh, with what we do have. And so uh, the man of God says, go <laughs> and borrow the vessels. I want you to go find some empty pots. I want you to find something that will create a demand. I want you to bring me empty. Five of y'all got that. I don't have enough empty to do anything. And without demand, there is no supply. <laughs> Go borrow the vessels ahead of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. If you're going to ask me for something, don't play with it. I got 15 people ready to be blessed in the building. If you're going to ask me for something, uh, think bigger than what you got in your house. Who am I preaching to in the building right now? God said, I want you to bring me a demand uh, that exceeds your household. I got 10 people with revelation in the building. Uh, your house, uh, tell your neighbor, my house, uh, doesn't have enough empty in it. God said, I want you to go borrow somebody else's empty. Go grab somebody else's empty pots. And I want you to start building a big demand. Because he understands the bigger the demand, the greater the supply. The more demand you can create, the more empty you can have enough faith. I came to preach to somebody that God's got enough supply to fill whatever empty. You've got enough faith to bring in front of him. Whatever needs you... I wish I had some people uh, that would jump out of your seat tonight uh, and say, all right, God, uh, I'm grabbing all my empty uh, and I'm bringing it to you, God. Uh, grab your wife's purse. Uh, grab your wife. I take off my shoe. Uh, God, fill up my shoes. Uh, fill up my I'd grab my hat uh, and start coming to the altar. Uh, God said, don't you get a few. Uh, I want you to create uh, as much need uh, as you can possibly I want you to put a demand on my supply. I want you to prove me now herewith saith prove me now. Bring it. Take what you got and give it away and create a demand and see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall 
I got any Bible scholars? There shall not be room enough. Oh, God said, come on. I want to play a little game with you. I want you to try to bring me more empty than I have supply. I bet you I win every time. I'll fill it up and make it overflow. I'll fill. I wish I had somebody in the building tonight. I'm preaching about supply and demand in the building. Is this all right tonight? Just a little Bible study. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. And so... She went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her. And I love this. She poured out. There was oil in the house. It wasn't a lot of oil. But all you need is seed. Because in the seed is an entire harvest tied up in that seed you can eat the seed but it's not going to do much for you but if you plant the seed he that goeth forth weeping bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again rejoicing carrying his seed you see she had oil in the house the vessel was in her house the whole time but it was being stored instead of being poured And so she had to change the orientation of what was in her hand to place a demand on the supplier. As long as the vessel uh, was stagnant, uh, it did not create a supply flow. Uh, but the moment she tipped the vessel uh, and began to evacuate its contents, uh, it began to pull uh, on the supply. Uh, what you do with what's in your hand uh, will determine the flow uh, of the supply uh, that God brought. I'm preaching to some people in the building. Uh, you don't need more. Uh, you just need to get what you've got uh, and start putting it to work. Uh, you know, you got to quit praying for God uh, to give you more uh, and pray that God uh, will show you what to do uh, with what's in your hand. And it came to pass, music come. I'm, I'm almost done. I'm, and it came to pass when the vessels were full. She was getting the hang of it now. Now she was getting the hang of it. I see how this works. The more empty I bring, the more full he brings. Boom. Give me another empty one. You see, once you catch this revelation, you'll never be afraid of empty again. I'm going to stop here and preach for a moment. When you get this revelation... 
you'll never be afraid to pour it all out again. Because once you see God, just keep filling it up and overflowing it. You'll never hesitate the next time God says, I need you to take what you have and empty it out. All right, God, you just set me up to a challenge. When you understand supply and demand, you will never have a need that is greater than the supply. You will never have, he's able to fulfill exceeding and abundantly. Come on, is there anybody that's been stagnant? and your perception is that you got a house full of empty can I preach to you tonight that your answer is in your demand on the supply and if you want to put a demand on the supply you got to start getting empty and you got to take what you have and empty it out you got to come on somebody I got to change the status of what's in my hand from being stored to being poured. When I begin to pour it, instead of store it, I put a demand on the supplier. I just need 150 people in the building that'll throw your hands in the air and start putting a demand on the supplier tonight that'll bring your empty uh, into the house of God tonight uh, and say, all right, God, uh, here it is. Uh, I'm going to tip it over. Uh, I'm going to pour it out. Uh, come on, I'm preaching uh, about supply uh, and demand. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Jireh. He is your provider. Somebody right now in the Holy Ghost uh, ought to just grab an empty pot uh, and start marching to an altar of sacrifice. Uh, you ought to take what's in your hand uh, and start marching uh, to an altar of sacrifice. Uh, you ought to take what's in your house uh, and start marching up the mountain. Uh, you ought to take what's in your hand uh, and say, God, uh, you've never failed me yet. Uh, I'm the head. Uh, and I'm not the tail. I'm above and I'm not beneath. I'm the lender and I'm not the borrower. Somebody ought to create a demand right now on God. Somebody ought to bring your empty uh, into the presence. Uh, I've got an empty spirit. God, bring it into his presence. Uh, I've got an empty place in my heart. Uh, lift your hands and bring it into his presence. Uh, I've got a need. Whatever your need is, uh, whatever your concern is, uh, I dare you tonight uh, to put a demand on the supplier. Uh, whatever your need is, uh, lift your voice uh, and put a demand uh, on the supplier tonight. Uh, if you can get that thing moving, uh, if you can get that thing flowing, uh, God's going to open the windows of heaven. Go ahead. Somebody's tapping into the Holy Ghost right now. A sense of flow about to start happening in the building tonight. A sense of flow about to start happening in the building tonight. Don't you be intimidated 
by the emptiness you're surrounded with. Don't you be intimidated with your perception of lack. You've just got to get your empty moving in the right direction. You've just got to reorientate the empty things in your life and let God begin to create a flow. Let God begin to create. Come on, who's in this place? I dare you to put a demand on the supplier tonight. I dare you to put a demand on the supplier in this place. How big is your dream? How big is your vision? Quit praying little prayers. God wants somebody. Don't borrow a few. Borrow everything you can get. Go to somebody else. Wrap your arms around every empty opportunity. Bring me your biggest dreams. Bring me your... God said you're not asking big enough. Who am I preaching to? God said you're not asking me for enough. I want you to come before my throne with boldness. I'm a big God. I'm Jehovah Jireh. I've got everything you... I want you to ask me uh, like a prince uh, asking his king. Uh, I want you to ask me uh, like a, come on somebody. Lift your voice. Do you know who your God is? Do you know his capabilities? Do you understand his power? Do you have a revelation of his greatness? Then quit praying little prayers. Quit praying uh, intimidated requests uh, and open your mouth uh, and put a demand uh, on the supplier tonight. Uh, open your mouth. Uh, hey! Uh, there's a flow uh, that's beginning to happen in the building. Uh, there's a flow uh, that's beginning to move across uh, this place tonight. Uh, there's a, come on, somebody right now, move uh, in the Holy Ghost. Uh, somebody right now, begin to respond uh, in the Holy Ghost. Come on, pray that prayer uh, that you've been afraid to pray. Uh, pray that prayer uh, that you've been afraid to pray. Uh, come on, come on. You don't have a need that's waiting on God. You have a God that's waiting on your need tonight. Come on. The supplier depends on the demander. The supplier is at the mercy of the hunger. Come on, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for they shall be filled. Blessed are they uh, that do hunger uh, and thirst, uh, for they shall uh, go, go, go. Come on, put a demand on it. Uh, get in the Holy Ghost. Uh, get in the Holy Ghost. Uh, God's been waiting for you to pray that prayer. Uh, God's been waiting for you uh, to move in faith. Uh, God's been waiting on you uh, to step out uh, and trust him. Uh, God's been waiting on you. Come on, come on. Uh, I'm preaching about supply uh, and demand. Uh, your supplier uh, is waiting on the demand. Uh, 
Bring me empty. Bring me empty. Put it in front of me. Hey! Hey! Go! 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 Come on! It's flowing in this place, son. It's flowing in this place. It's flowing in this place. Come on, single mama. Come on, single mama. You're like the woman in the Bible. You feel like every bit of opposition, but God sees right where you are. God said, go borrow some empty vessels and bring me your empty. Bring me your greatest challenge.